Welcome to the Vectorverse. I am not Vector, but he's here. Or here. I don't know which way the cameras are going to be aligned, uh, but he's here. Who am I? Well, I'm Wonder Rob, and why am I here? Well, I am here to welcome you to a secret level of the Sandbox Gamers podcast, a bonus episode, if you will. The Sandbox Gamers is a podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about life, love, and the pursuit of vidya. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live. Well, semi-live, that is, from Southern California. And on the line with me are two of my best Arizona friends in the metaverse. The Talos of our podcast, Vactor. Yep, that's him. And <laughs> for the audio listeners, <laughs> because scrolls are silent, they sit in secret, Jeff. And the Samuel L. Jepson of our podcast, <laughs> Jeffrey W., <laughs> the second. Is, is I'm tired of those motherfucking scrolls on this <laughs> scrolls on this motherfucking plane. Is that what I'm supposed to do? Yeah. And I'm Maria Hill. I died. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you're not subscribed, go ahead and hit subscribe. You can find the Sandbox Gamers and Vactorverse both on YouTube. Uh, also, the audio podcast, obviously, wherever you get your podcasts. We're on TikTok. We're on, on, on Instagram. We're on all the places. So hit subscribe. Press all the buttons. Thank you so much. Now, this is a very special secret episode of the Sandbox Gamers and the Factorverse. Like I had mentioned, we are going to be discussing the state of the MCU Phase 4 and beyond, we just recently completed uh, Secret Invasion, and by we, I mean me, but the Secret Invasion has been finished for a little bit of time now. So it's a, it's a good time to hop in and discuss everything MCU, the failures, the highlights, and where we're going from beyond. And are we still even on the hype train? That's a good question. All right, so one thing that we always say on the Sandbox Gamers podcast, maybe maybe you Vactorverse listeners aren't super familiar if you don't, you know, do crossover episodes that often, is that Jeff W. is always DTF. That stands for Down to Talk Fun, if you didn't know. So let's hop into the strategy guides section of the pod. Uh, we're going to talk first, Secret Invasion. Again, which just wrapped up its run a few weeks ago on Disney Plus, a six episode miniseries, uh, starring the one and only Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury. Uh, this is a adaptation of the Secret Invasion storyline in the comics by name only, as far as I'm aware. Of course, one of us is a comic book expert here, uh, and I'm sure he'll let us know. His name again, his name's Jeff. So he'll tell us. Uh <laughs> Of what's going on now uh jeff let's you know let's just talk about the elephant in the room for just a second jeff out of the three of us is the only one who has not watched secret invasion he fell off mm. the hype train he stopped at the last stop to get some cheez-its and he will be boarding the the hype train again <laughs> at the next stop uh which is the marvels but Vactor and I are still on. We're still buckled in and ready to go. Although we're we're loosening, we're we're our hands are on the buckle. You never know what we're gonna be do. You gotta squeeze the buckle. <laughs> okay. So tell us about a uh, secret invasion, Vactor. As far as what the storyline was in the comics versus how that applies to the TV show. Yeah, Secret Invasion was the crossover event that followed Civil War, directly followed Civil War. So Rob was in the thick of it at the time. Yeah. Did you, Civil War was when Rob and I really got talking about comic books back in the day when we both worked at Hollywood Video and mm -hmm. we were reading it as issue to issue as it was coming out. Yeah. With Secret Invasion, I can't remember. Did you read the whole series, or did you kind of fall off? I fell point? off of it a little bit at the time. Now, coincidentally, I do have. I can look into my comic book shelf over here. I do have the collection of Secret Invasion over yes, here. Yes. Um, but at the time, at the time, I only really got through a few or not episodes, issues. Excuse me, a few issues. 
Okay. So Secret Invasion, just to explain for everyone who is not uh, caught up on the comic books, the Skrulls had been infiltrating the Marvel Universe for decades. This was before Jeff W. was born. This goes back to the 1960s, way back when Rob and I were two years old. Yep. So this is the Skrulls had been on the planet Earth, and they had been uh, shape-shifting and manipulating people and taking people's places. So the whole premise of Secret Invasion was, who can you trust? That was the tagline by Brian Michael Bendis. And it was, anyone could be a scroll. So Captain America could be a scroll. Uh, Jeff W. could be a scroll. Anyone <laughs> could be a scroll, and you didn't know it for years. And they actually had some characters, like Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew, who were revealed to be a scroll after they died. They reverted back to their scroll bodies. So that was the whole premise and fun of that series was any superhero. You did not know who was a scroll and who was the actual person. Then when this was announced, I was like, how are they going to do this in a TV show in a, you know, a, a small format thing? I th at first I thought it was going to be a movie, but then when I realized it was going to be a TV show, I still wasn't clear exactly how they were going to adapt it. And now it's clear to me with all of these, MCU adaptation. Civil War is the same way. They are in name only. There's very little that is like the comic books in these uh, live action formats. So that was the gist of the comic book series was anyone could be a scroll. Right, right. <clears throat> so the Secret Invasion series follows Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. He's back from outer space. He's back from his space vacation where he was presumably just looking at simulations of beaches and losing <laughs> his shoes. Yeah. Uh, that's really all I can say about what he was doing out there. And he made his way back to Earth. Uh, and the Skrulls, who have been refugees on planet Earth since the 90s, have been patiently waiting for Samuel L. Jackson to find them a new planet to live on. And Samuel L. Jackson looked at maybe two or three planets and said, eh. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if there's uh, but can you do me a favor can you infiltrate all the the secret organizations and uh government agencies and this that and the other i need you to be my spies but don't worry i'm still looking to find a, a planet <laughs> for you that's basically <laughs> the plot or not the plot but the setup of the uh -huh. the conflict within secret invasion and then it it follows uh, an underground gang, a secret gang of scrolls who are fed up with Nick Fury not finding the the paradise that he had promised, and they are going to incite World War Three to have the humans fight each other, so they can take advantage of the squabble and wipe out humans completely by making themselves super. I don't know if you know this, Jeff, but scrolls all they can do. Is shapeshift. They don't got no powers outside of yeah, shapeshifting. Boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All they got are those big old ears, those weird looking eyes, and those yeah, bald weird heads. mouth and weird big mouths yeah, <laughs> and pointy, weird pointy mouth. teeth. They're aliens, actually. Are we being speciesist? I hope we're not. I hope this doesn't come yeah. off as speciesist. So it's the chin that Jeff's talking about, often referred to as the ball sack chin. But uh, the mouth you. is fine. Not oh, so, exactly no. what I was on that. that so it's cool on, on Thanos, but not cool on the Skrulls. Interesting, yeah. Jeff. Yeah, cool on none of them. <laughs> cool on none of them. And uh, the Skrulls, their, their, their big uh, uh, ace in the pocket is they've invented a way to make themselves super, super Skrulls, if you will, Jeff. By Ooh. using the DNA, the very conveniently uh, harvested <laughs> DNA of every superhero <laughs> ever to exist <laughs> in the Stored MCU, in Kazakhstan, of all uh, places, is in a in a or grave whatever. in one of Nick Fury's thirty six graves that he has. Um, <laughs> it's just a. It's you know what it looks like, Jeff. the The DNA is like he put he breathes. On the spoilers, obviously, for Secret Invasion. <laughs> I guess if we didn't say that, well, we spoiled it at the top. Maria Hill dies in like the first episode. Um, 
he has one of his secret graves and he just breathes on it and a, the grave opens up and what looks like a squeeze it they're they're using squeeze it technology jeff full of <laughs> full of dna it's just a bunch of liquid in a, in a squeeze that bottle and that's did you know <laughs> dna is basically <laughs> just liquid and <laughs> and it's got all it's all mixed in there all the superheroes so it's just so stupid. <laughs> oh my god! Perfect. This is a Kool Aid. Squeeze it. Yes, not not one of those old OG ones. This is a new squeeze it bottle, so it's it's oh totally god. secure. Uh huh. We're recording first thing in the morning. <laughs> I haven't I haven't uh, settled into my my body yet. Uh, yes. Anyway, so my eyes are all red and teary. Sorry for anybody if this goes on YouTube. Um, and so all the DNA is in this bottle, and the 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 end game. I forget the name of the the bad guy. Uh, oh man, I remember all the stupid details, but not the details that are Drake. I call him Drake. Uh, Drakeik. We'll call him Drakeik. He he <laughs> wants to use this to essentially give themselves superpowers. He wants to inject the DNA from superheroes into himself so he can have superpowers. So he he does this somewhere half, halfway in the series. He injects himself with a Flora Colossus. That's Groot for the layperson, Jeff, uh, mm. where he can stretch, be super stretchy. And while they don't have the rights yet, or rights isn't the wrong word, but they don't have a logical reason to make him a super scroll like in the comics, you know, with the Fantastic Four abilities, because of course the Fantastic Four haven't been introduced yet. Uh, at first, I thought they were using the analogs for these powers. Like, for the okay, he's got it. Yeah, yeah, like Guardians, you know, okay, you got a Groot arm that substitutes to Mr. Fantastic. You can have a big, oh, strong okay, arm, yeah. you know, that can right. be Drax, or that can be the Hulk. Or something. Obviously, um, Human Torch isn't there, but they're using the Extremist, uh, which is a real deep cut, I think, uh, for superpowers. Uh, nothing so much for the Invisible Woman, at least nothing that made itself obvious to me. But I thought, okay, I get what they're doing. They're, they can't do the Super Scroll like in the comics because they haven't introduced the Fantastic Four yet. But they are... They're, they're making do. But that's not what they do at all, Jeff. <laughs> they, <laughs> they just say, yeah... Let's just give them every uh, power from every character that's ever existed in the MCU. Um, and by they, of course, I mean Drake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the um, Daenerys. Is that what, yes. was that her name on, Khaleesi, on Game yes. of Thrones? Khaleesi. Khaleesius. Whatever. The girl from Game <laughs> of Thrones. That four foot nine little girl. Uh, Emily Clark is her name. Emily Clark. Who was good in this, I think. Uh, I think it's she was, Amelia Clark. Guys, oh, yeah, come Amelia. on, Amelia Clark. Come Amelia on. Clark. She was good, uh, but she ultimately gets uh, the one up on Drake because she pretended to be Samuel Jackson. Um, and again, we're not going episode to episode here in the descriptions. Presuming people listening, you know, <laughs> already have seen this. Uh, yeah, it's only the six highlights. episodes. This was the shortest series that they've done so far, and I was actually really surprised when I saw that there was only six episodes. And it became clear as we were watching, and I'm sure, Rob, as you were watching, it kept getting less and less. Okay, there's three episodes left. There's two episodes left. All right, there's one episode left. How are they going to wrap this up? Like, there was so many plot threads and things that they hadn't been addressing and that they weren't answering. Now, I was, I was watching it week to week, so the water cooler speculation week to week was mm -hmm. rampant. Everybody was like... Are they going to answer this thing from the from Captain Marvel? Are they going to answer this thing from Loki? You know, like all of these ties. But I think, and this is going to lead into our bigger talk of the MCU in 2023. I think at this point, I've started to realize that it's just too much for them to be like comic books where they can connect everything to each other. The things that are connective tissues are, for the most part, in name only. And they're trying to make this illusion that everything is connected. But as we're watching each one of these series, it's becoming clear that, you know, they're focusing on their show. And, all right, 
we can have a little tie in the background, but it's not exclusively this is a connective piece that leads to this thing, which is why I think we were so excited to be when the MCU started, when they started building towards the Avengers and then eventually towards Endgame. That was the fun of it was, oh, how does this connect to this? And you felt like you had to watch everything in order to understand it. And now in 2023, I think we've come to the point where that is no longer the case. Uh, and this one specifically, I was, I realized that, okay, this is like a political thriller with Samuel L. Jackson, but that's about it. Like there's very little that ties mm -hmm. it to the overall MCU. And yeah. At the Outside end of, this, of the superpower uh, showdown at the very end, where they're like, remember well, this? <laughs> remember yeah. this? I, I'm wondering what is going to come next of, oh, yeah, we're going to tie this. Because Khaleesi gets all the powers, Jeff. She gets oh, yeah. the, she, so every I say, single. I, I left off. I fell asleep. She had gotten shot last oh, night, okay. and I, okay. I passed She's out. She's not dead, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I figured, so they, yeah. They, that was a fake out. She came back. First of all, they, they, it was kind of like, well, I don't want to spoil other things, but We're there's another, spoil there's all. another show where someone dies and you're meant to think that this is a recent show. You're meant to think that they're dead Friends? and then they just come back the next episode. Nothing happens. The same, I think, did, did she revert back to her scroll body? I think that's what happens. She, yeah, she, uh, she got, does. So no, I no, she just see. laid there and then didn't didn't revert back, as far as I remember, because she had the extremists in her body. Well, that was revealed later. Yeah, I think we are meant to believe because I want to say, don't quote me on this, but I want to say she did revert back to her scroll form. So the week to week chatter was like, oh yeah, she's gone. Why did they even cast Amelia Clark if they're just going to kill her within the first couple episodes? But yeah, she comes back from the the healing powers of extremists which is from uh iron man 3 jeff so hmm. at the end they leave her with every single power in the marvel universe so she's now the most powerful character of all time and she just goes away all right goodbye yeah what is going to happen this with one this being <laughs> with every superpower ever to exist and when i they, say every superpower jeff hold on i want to tell jeff this even Ebony Maw, she turns into Eb her arm turns into Ebony Maw for a second. Rings and all for some reason. The rings <laughs> even show up on her fingers. I don't understand well, like, why. With Drax's, so she turned into Drax's arm, and they oh, gave yeah. the Drax tattoo. Oh, and Drax which, tattoos were there. Yeah. Why does he have the tattoo? Because <laughs> the audience is like, oh, it, I guess that now I know that's the confirmation that's Drax. It's not just I a gray arm. I would have put it together. If it was just a big, strong gray <laughs> arm, based on the context, I would have figured it out. Same with the Ebony Maw. Because apparently oh. magic is in Ebony Maw's DNA. It's just a power <laughs> that he has. Because yeah. she starts doing magic. So that's like, oh, man. That leads me to believe they're not going to touch on that again. We'll never see her again. We're never going to see these powers again. Like. It, that's what I'm talking about, this connective tissue. I don't think they're thinking about the greater MCU, the overall, how does this tie into anything? So that, to me, was was kind of lackluster, especially because I like Amelia Clark. I liked her. Like Rob said, I thought she did a great job in the show itself, but right. it was just weird that the way that they ended it. Yeah, and, and uh, spoiler alert, Jeff, uh, Rhodey's a Skrull. Maybe that you knew that. Maybe ends, you didn't. That ends up well, being yeah, the I got only. Spoiled on that, but I, maybe Vagner talk about. But I, I think Vagner might have sent me something, or I saw a tweet that was for that the reveal of that. Like if if this was like if this had come out ten years ago or whatever, eight years ago, like that would have been like one of the biggest, you know, shockers. But I, but you know, people are tired of Marvel. Was kind of the the insinuation there, you know, that it wasn't like nobody cared because nobody's watching this. I don't even think that's the case it wasn't it wasn't even a big shock to me now i had been spoiled on that but i had forgot oh. uh, <laughs> just because i wasn't watching the show and and then it, as soon as he turned into a scroll i was like oh yeah i did know that uh because the whole time i'm like why is roadie act, acting this way this is come all completely out of character for for roadie and 
and then he turned into a scroll and I remembered and I rolled my eyes <laughs> and it, it didn't have the impact that I think they wanted it to have because it's not like it's not like you could go back and watch uh Endgame or Iron Man 3 or something like that where oh they threw in these little hints that he might have been a scroll this entire time and we just didn't put we didn't put the pieces together you know it's not like it was lost or anything it was right. just yeah he's been a scroll this whole time and the real roadie yeah he's <laughs> in the basement of the scroll compound and he was just he was just there uh it was <sighs> Yeah, it just wasn't imp- it wasn't impressive. It wasn't giving you the impact that I think they were trying to emulate from the comics that so and so's been a scroll this entire yeah. time. Especially when that's the, really the only one. Uh, yes. Martin Freeman is a scroll at the very beginning, but you know that's not really him. Uh, or they make that obvious that that's not really him at the top. Yeah. So yeah. So that ends up being the only. Remember, I said the premise of the comic book is anybody could be a scroll, right? And there were actual consequences of the people who turned out. Like I said, Spider Woman was a huge one. Electra was another one where it was like, oh, wow, we've been reading 20 years of comics and this person's been a scroll. So that actually had an impact. This one, they're attempting to do that, like Rob said, but it's, we're not going to, I don't think, fully get the benefit of that. And, Everybody's talking about, so when the real Rhodey comes out of his trance at the end of the series, he's like in a hospital gown and he's limping, which is, that was after he got shot out of the sky um, in Civil War and came down and he hasn't seen Tony, he doesn't know that Tony Stark is dead. He doesn't know like any of the stuff that's happened in the Marvel Universe since then. So that. I think is might be the only interesting thing. I want to see his his reaction to what's happened in the Marvel universe. So Even, you think he was a scroll in Endgame and yes. and Infinity War. I was going to say even that meme of him like mm-hmm. saying that he's going <laughs> to kill baby Thanos. That's that's a scroll now. That is no longer Brody. The um so he's Is an there idiot. any shots of of Don Cheeto bleeding in Endgame? Or Infinity War, uh, I wonder. That I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Because the scrolls do have a different they color got that blood. Purple blood, Jeff. It's that <laughs> grape jelly. And just so all the uh non comic fans know, the scroll that Rhodey was, uh the person who was impersonating Rhodey is a character from the comics called Rava. Um she is a scroll, like um a known scroll, I should say. So it's not just some random scroll that took over Rhodey. That is a character from the comics. Right. Mm. So yeah. So overall, I mean, I I don't think the show was bad necessarily. It was fine. Like it to me, it's been on par with most of what's been put out in Phase Four. Um, for the most part, I can find something to enjoy in just about everything they've put out since Endgame. Um, yeah. I don't think anything is inherently bad, as a lot of people like to to make things seem uh, on Twitter or YouTube, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, because yeah, hating, when I hating was, things sells podcasts. Right. When I was watching it from week to week and everybody was taking a dump on it, I was like, this isn't as bad as everyone says it is. Now, it's not the best MCU show. It's not Loki, but it's not as bad as, as people were making it out to be. But I was watching a, a Screen Crush video on YouTube and they did actually a really good job of talking about the production uh, difficulties on this this had a 212 million dollar budget and everybody's like why is this cost so much why is this as much as a movie and what what ended up happening i found out on the screen crush uh video they reshot the entire thing so they filmed it Mm -hmm. and then something happened and they reshot it and so that's why so they basically doubled their budget filmed it twice yeah. Huh, um, interesting. I can't remember exactly what happened. Uh, watch the Screen Crush video. But something happened where they had to go back and reshoot everything and change things. And they're also speculating on some of the plot points um, changed. So they were going in a different direction. And then they had to re-pivot. And I think they were mm-hmm. filming during COVID. Like, there was a bunch of things. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit on the behind the scenes that Disney Plus puts out. But I'm with Rob. I enjoyed the performances, especially Samuel Jackson. Like, if you like Samuel Jackson or if you like Nick Fury, this is like the Nick Fury show. And 
he's getting up there in age, so we're probably not going to see too much more from Samuel Jackson. We know he's in the Marvels just from the trailer, but I don't know how much more he's going to be doing. I think he's in his seventies. Yeah, um, I mean, he who, can only be around. He's not Bob Barker, you know. He's not going to live to ninety nine. All right, seventy four. The the oh, you know it. I'm trying to think of like, and obviously I haven't watched every single Marvel series because it's so saturated, and I and I I don't think I can like actually stand to watch just endless Marvel content anymore. But um, well, like it, like a super strong opening. Like I thought the opening, like when I turned it on, I was basically sitting under my TV and just you know getting you know managing all the cables and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. And just doing that while I was while I was <laughs> setting all that stuff up, and uh, I was like, wow, you know, this is like what a really good like opening, like the first like. I don't know, 30, 20 to 30 minutes of the, of the first episode. I was like, all right, like, I don't, you know, I kind of, I'm, I'm really liking this. And then, uh, by the time the night ended when I was tired and I'm just while finishing the third episode, I'm just like, I'm like, what was her name again? Like I was you know, like Rob earlier. I'm like, uh, you know, Khaleesi, but like, I don't really, re- I don't know what her alien name is. You know, I don't, I don't know what's going it's on. Gaia. Um, a little, a little, you know, I just, I, it's not bad. I just feel like it's not, holding my attention uh like you know like you said back there like loki or something like that um and also the premise of the scrolls i know i understand that it's you know it's huge and it it is it is somewhat interesting to me uh i think the problem for me is the payoff of that stuff like it, it, it the only thing i can equate it to is it's almost to me when you're like when they're like when i see that uh you know, War Machine, whatever his name is, was a uh, is a scroll. It's like to me, if the implication is that he's been a scroll this entire time or whatever, you know, uh, and that that's what they're leading it off to be. Like, I don't go like, oh my god. I'm like, for me, it feels like like a TV show that ended as a dream, right? Like, it feels like like nothing. Like, it feels like it feels like it's it's wasting my time almost in a, in a sense. Um, and I wouldn't say that it's like it's like that with everything. Well, you that, have to be like yet. I don't like, know. Were you invested in Rhodey's character before? I'm invested in no Marvel characters right now. If I will say that, that was the thing about the comic. Like I said, the crossover of the comics was anybody could be a scroll. If you were invested in the character and it was like, oh, Rhodey's my favorite guy. Like I love Don Cheeto. I loved Rhodey. And then you find out, oh, wait a minute, that wasn't Rhodey the whole time. It was somebody else. Mm-hmm. That right. is interesting to me. But again, if you're not into the character, if you're not locked in, it's yeah, it's like, okay, who cares? He was a scroll. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about Captain America and you're over here talking about Rhodey. Like I don't care. Right, right. Well, but even then, like, you know, if you were like, Oh, like, oh hey, he's back and then he's used then it but it just feels like it's like, oh, so was all that stuff before like like I, I get I guess you could well the only I, mean, I guess thing, it's so interesting, but it just feels like it feels like less meaningful to me at that point. If he was just this like tool to you know, now he's a scroll. Yeah, you know what well, I'm saying? The problem with that is he didn't do anything during that time. If you think about the time from the end of Civil War until True. Endgame, he wasn't a major part of it. Like he had these little comic relief moments. Like I said, the Thanos uh right. meme that we see all the time. And him making fun of Star Lord, oh, he's an idiot. But there, there's not a whole lot of roadie, you know, meat on the bone. So for him to be a scroll, it's like, okay, now what? Like, what if Daredevil was a scroll? What if, like, right. say, Captain America right. was a scroll? What if Steve Rogers was a scroll? Um, and there was a lot of stuff. Like I said, that screen, Screen Crush put out some really good videos as these were coming out. They did breakdowns of every episode, but they were talking about how everything that was with the president was kind of like you could tell the budget restrictions because they were reshooting it. And it was like, Oh, we got to pull this in. We can't go as far as we want to. There's scenes, uh, Jeff, you didn't get to this point. At one point, the president gets um, shot and, or uh, I'm sorry, his car gets flipped over. So Mm -hmm. they take him to the hospital and there's no one around. There's no secret service. This is the president of the United States. Oh, there's yeah, nobody. Yeah. He's got Rhodey right. in the room. Rhodey's around mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah. And <laughs> so they point out, like, this show, should it should have been more expensive. Like, it should have looked more expensive. But it looks cheap. That's a huge thing that people were talking about when they did not. What they didn't like about it was it looks cheap. So there was stuff like that. And then how does that lead into the next Captain America movie? Um, New World Order, where 
the president, we already know the president gets replaced by um, Han Solo. Harrison Ford is playing the president. He's mm-hmm. he's Thunderbolt Ross and he's playing the president. So how does this president get taken out? And at the end of this series, he comes out against not only the scrolls after the scrolls are revealed to be on the planet. He's like, I'm putting out a hit on all alien life. Like he puts out yeah. a press conference yeah. and he's like, <laughs> if you're an alien mother, I'm coming for you. I'm taking every alien <laughs> out. I don't care. He's if quoting Kal- word for word. Superman. I don't care who you are. I'm coming for you. You better <laughs> lawyer up. Motherfucker. I'm for you. So that's like the ending of the show is the president of the United States coming out against all alien life forms. Uh, if you're, even if you're, if you say, uh, como estas, I'm coming for yeah. you. Like, it's that was what the implications were. We but... coming for you. It was real drastic and it came out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, okay. so that's no aliens that's the, allowed. <laughs> that's the ending of it. No I think, Thor. Like, hey, you know, aliens, right. like, there's some good well, aliens. <laughs> I don't. And, and Screen Crush kind of speculated on how is that going to relate to Asgard? Because Asgard is on Earth right now. Yeah, they got like, new, new Asgard, Asgard on Earth. Yeah. That's right. So apparently they are calling out every Asgardian that is on Earth right now. So are they? See, that would be exciting to me, but I don't think it's going to live up to that. I don't think they're actually going to go through no, with those plot lines. They won't. And so that's where this, I think, the discussion of where are we now in the MCU is interesting to me because like Jeff, I think is a good litmus test of the, a lot of the people that we interact with, a lot of the people that we talk to of, I was really invested at the beginning and now I couldn't care less. Like there's nothing about it except for the things that um, intrigued me before Example, Loki season one, Jeff enjoyed. So Loki season two, when that comes out, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Jeff is going to be watching that because he liked Loki season one. Right. So anything that's new, I don't think Jeff is going to be. And, and by Jeff, I mean the public. Like, I don't think they're going to be as invested as stuff that they had already seen that they enjoyed. Marvel is trying to, like with Miss Marvel, with Moon Knight, uh, with She-Hulk, they're trying to have all these new characters come in. And I'm enjoying it as a comic book fan, but I don't think the general reaction is not as strong as when the MCU was building up to Endgame. Right. And actually, Rob, did you hear Jeff Kanata talk? I don't know if he talked about this on a, a DLC podcast, but he was saying for him, I was listening to the Filmcast podcast, right. and he was saying Endgame is the end of the MCU for him. He's like, it peaked in, in Endgame. That's the end of the MCU. I don't need the MCU to continue anymore. They stuck the landing. They, they did it. They won. And mm. I was thinking, I was like, number one, I think that's true. I don't think they're, they're ever going to top end game unless somebody, some amazing creative force comes in and is just changes everything. I don't think they will ever get back to the levels of end game. I want them to, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they can because the, the end game has the same problem that the first Avengers movie had, in my opinion, which were both great films, is that when the Avengers came out, it was the first time you'd ever seen anything like that. There's never been anything like it, and outside of it being a good movie, the novelty of the experience was really driving your enjoyment. Same with Endgame. You know, okay, they put in this big overarching story of the Infinity Stones, uh, which leads up to this two-part finale where every superhero you've ever seen in the MCU is together taking care of Thanos. Again, something you've never seen before, not just in a, a superhero movie, but in any movie. You know, It's not like you're seeing Scooby-Doo and James Bond and the Transformers all fight you know, Optimus Prime or uh, Megatron or whoever. You know, This is the only time it's ever happened. And so I think the fact that you you're seeing the same thing again, although that's not necessarily bad, but you're missing the novelty, and you were at such a high. Marvel movies can't stay at a high. Every every single Marvel movie or TV show can't be an event, you know. And so I think it's just the dopamine rush. You got you got too high on the dopamine, <laughs> and now you're way mm-hmm. back down. And they're working their way back up, and it might be. It might be great. It might not be. 
but it'll never be as great because it'll never be the first time you saw it. Yeah. Now we also have to take into account new viewers are going to be coming in the next generation of kids or, you know, people coming into their, their adult watching lives are going to be coming in. And so I think we're going to see a shift of people that were into that first MCU getting kind of phasing out and a new generation is going to be coming in. So they're going to have that as well as some of the, the uh, old heads like me who are going to still be watching. But I think DC we saw with the Zack Snyder DC universe, they had that problem of being second. And like Rob said, the novelty is no longer there. So with justice league and they, they just never fully put together the justice league with, with their, the Zack Snyder verse, but, they weren't they just didn't have that same level of excitement but i think if they make it a great story it's going to trump everything it's going right. you're going to forget about um it not being the first but we just haven't seen an amazing storyline and the comics prove that we we've had 40 years 50 years of great stories right in the comics so it's not like all right when well, one storyline is is great we can never have another one. Like no one else can write one. Obviously everybody's new writers are coming in all the time and, and everyone has a new story to tell what we just haven't gotten that next great story yet in the MCU. That's what I'm waiting for because so far Loki has been, I think the standout to me of the MCU besides Endgame. I think Loki is, is the one. So I'm really looking forward to season two. Mm-hmm. which is actually coming out uh, in October. So we're not too far away from Loki season two, but it we just got to get a great thing. And I think the MCU will be back, baby. Yes. And well, then I think, oh, you know, continue. like it, to me, the problem with, with everything, you know, with Marvel right now is like you said, Vector, I think it is like, I think the core of it is story related. Um, and I feel like that's also, you know, oversaturation. Like I just, like, go look at, like, everybody's getting a show. Everybody, every little, you know, who cares character that's not super relevant, you know. And, and I think, you know, a story can fix that for sure, right? Like, I think that is has been proven with these movies and, and the shows before. But it's just, like, every, it's like every other month there's a new show that I'm behind on and I can't keep up. And I'm like, and now I'm watching Secret Invasion. I'm like, all right, well, I got four other things I need to watch, and this think, isn't really entertaining me. So yeah. it just there's just so much that I, if had it's that, not great, I'm out, basically. I've had that conversation before with people where I think Marvel kind of, it was a gift and a curse. The success of the connected universe and then Endgame, the, the final result. And actually, I will even throw in the No Way Home Spider-Man like that was like the end game for Spider-Man's yeah, a little epilogue. Mm-hmm. Right. Those two things felt epic and like you had to watch them, but it was because we had that 10 years of backstory of, of caring about those things. But even with Spider-Man, they, I think they took a thing like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and elevated it and raised it because no way home was so good. You were like, Oh wow. Those Andrew Garfield movies were not as good, but this, to me, makes it better. We look back at it, and it makes it better. So I think there is room. Uh, but, oh, I'm sorry. My point about that was Marvel kind of shot themselves in the foot because it set everybody's expectations up to what Jeff just said. Everything has to be an event. And that's probably not the best way to look at it. It can. I think the best way to look at it is if you like Miss Marvel, if you like that, you can here's a show for you. You can go over there and watch that pocket universe, but it shouldn't be tied to, I have to watch this. I have to stay up and everything has to be an event because if everything is event, nothing is an event. Like the the whole reason why something is an event is special is because the other things aren't and they're leading up and the little pieces, the building blocks are um, adding up the, the sum is greater than its parts. Like the, the things are adding up to be something bigger and so if everything is is big, then it doesn't add up to anything. But again, like we talked about, they haven't even been connecting everything. Like if you watched Moon Knight, I watched every, I've watched every single MCU thing. And I don't think you need to watch Moon Knight. I don't think you need to see 
a lot of these shows. What about Falcon to, and the Winter Soldier? How about that? You don't, instant I classic. Like, I like that, but you don't need to watch that in order to to understand anything. It's just Not hey, yet, like anyway. Anthony Mackie. Well, I don't think like we talked about. I don't think it will be. I would like it to be, but that show also had a, the same problem. I think this show had Secret Invasion had was you were with the villain up to a certain point at the beginning. Gravik was like, you could understand. Oh yeah. Nick Fury lied to him. Everything that he said he didn't do. And yeah, I'd be mad too, if I was in that situation. And then there's a certain point and the same thing happens in Falcon and the winter soldier with the flag smashers. You're with the villains up to a certain point. Then it's, I want to say the last episode or the second to last episode all right, let's just murder a bunch of civilians. Yeah, we're yeah. killing everybody and we're taking <laughs> over the world. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm not with you anymore. So this doesn't, like, now you're just a mustache twirling villain and it's no longer interesting to me. It's interesting when the villain has a point and you're like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I would do that. Maybe if I was Magneto and I was tortured in a Jewish, you know, uh, camp, maybe I, <laughs> I would. would. Maybe I would kill those guys. <laughs> maybe I, I would, would take the that. Golden Gate Bridge and yeah. you know, <laughs> that makes throw it sense. over there. <laughs> but when these guys are like, and they specifically the and, and the way these shows are written, you can see, you can, you know, pull the curtain back and you can see how the sausage is made, and it's like. All right, we're going to write them to be empathetic and to a certain point. All right, now we got to we have to make the audience not like them anymore. So we have to turn something and in uh the flag smashers it's like specifically let's kill a bunch of innocent people and we'll ask them, "Hey, was that the right thing to do?" And the villain will be like, "Yes, that was the right thing to do." Just so you know, you have there's no shadow of a doubt that these guys are bad. Gravik has the same thing in this where he has a scene where one of his followers is like, wait a minute, should we be killing innocents? And Gravik's like, yes, and now I'm going to kill you. And he kills the guy, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. what? This guy was his follower. He was his loyal. <laughs> Who else is going to question me? Yeah, and yeah. he just turns into this lunatic, like this raving lunatic, and you're like, all right, I'm not on board with Gravik anymore. He's not a good guy. So I think that's uh, some of the problems with these things. Is like if you have like the Joker in the Dark Knight, it was like you're first of all that that performance you're just like all right this is electric you got to watch what's going to happen here but also the joker being this agent of chaos and like there's interesting things about him there's certain people that can relate to anarchy and all this stuff that's a villain that i want to see in the mcu because if you think about it i think the most interesting villains in the mcu have been loki and thanos and then loki they turned into a hero now he's a um, he's a good guy. And Thanos, they just kind of like, all right, he's done. Uh, we, we're going to switch the, he won. That's it. Now we're just going to go to a different alternate timeline, Thanos, and then kill him. So I think the, the MCU going forward at this point in 2023, the biggest problem for me is the lack of connection. And, and we talked about this, Rob, on, uh, I think it was after Thor. We talked about, like, where is this going? They hadn't announced the next Avengers movie at that point. They hadn't announced Phase 6, or 5 and 6. And so with Phase 4, we were just kind of like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where this is leading. What is this all ending up to? And that's that expectation that they led us and they gave us. Everything has to lead up to an Avengers movie. Because they did three phases of that. And it was like, it has to lead up to something. And now we're in Phase 4. And it's like, well, what is this leading to? And we got Kang, but now we don't know if Kang is going to be there anymore. We don't know if that's going to be a thing. We don't right. know what is happening with Kang. So the the state of the MCU right now is just confusion to me. And like Jeff said, you mm-hmm. don't have to. It's not. It's no longer must see TV. It's no longer an event to watch everything. And I think the only way to to bring that back is just make good shows, make stuff that people like, here's a good example in the star Wars universe. A lot of people didn't like the prequels. A lot of people didn't like the sequels. When Mandalorian came out, everybody was talking about baby Yoda. Everybody was talking about Mandalorian and Mm -hmm. it was this new level. And Jeff, like I said, Jeff is a good litmus test 
for a lot of just the general audience. Jeff, when I talked to him, it was like, I Mando is great. Like, this is something I want out of Star Wars. And I, Jeff, did you watch Andor? Uh, I tried, but the beginning was rough. Okay. So I have not actually watched the whole thing. That's also um, a, a thing I've heard a lot. And Andor, you have to at least watch the first three episodes. That's when you can make a judgment on it. But anyways, the point about that was... Andor is something that is universally praised. If you look, everyone loves Andor. Like they look at it as this is not just good Star Wars show. This is a good TV show. It right. just happens to be in the Star Wars universe. So if they make stuff like that in the MCU, then we won't even be talking about it. It won't even be a thing. It'll just be like, I love the MCU again. Everything is great because they're making great product. And two things. COVID and now this writer strike and actor strike have just pushed everything back. And so I don't know what's going to happen with the MCU. I don't know if they will ever get back to that level of end game again. I don't, I just, the, the, it just seems like too much of an uphill climb for them to get back there now. Right. And then for 2023, we have to look forward to, I am Groot season two, which isn't really a thing. That's just right. Little shorts. It's little uh, shorts. It's like five minute things. My little boy enjoys them for what they are, but he's not. I his, like them too. He's not saying, How is Groot relate to the MCU? He doesn't even know what the MCU is. <laughs> uh, Loki season two, like we've discussed, is coming out October 6th this year. Um, All over that McDonald's advertising, Loki. That's right. It's on every McDonald's bag yeah. that I get. Um, Echo supposedly is coming out this year. Although we haven't seen in it in its entirety, yeah. So which which I'm not fine gonna, with. Yeah, I actually I prefer that they would do it that way, but I know I'm in the minority when it comes to that. Um, I'm mildly looking forward to Echo, but mainly because it's going to involve. I know Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be involved as the kingpin, or at least uh, that's what the the word on the street, the scuttlebutt, Jeff. Yes, uh, and even Ooh. possibly uh, Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox back as Daredevil. Um, in a minor role in that show, which which I love. I, I'm interested in seeing how they take Daredevil, the characterization of Daredevil from She-Hulk, and then shift him into more of a serious tone, which would obviously lean into to his own series. And who knows when that's coming out, because that was filming also, as far as I'm aware. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. and now is not filming. Um, same with Deadpool and all that stuff, too. Um, so that's yeah. supposedly coming out this year, but we'll see. Uh, X-Men 97 is expected to release before the end of the year, uh, but might be delayed to 2024. And then what if season two um, was supposed to be out this year, but now it's maybe coming out at the very tail end of the year versus the beginning of the year next year. And that's the TV shows for the, the remainder of the year. As far as movies go, we've got the Marvels coming out. Uh, November 10th, which I'm looking right. forward to. I know uh, people are down on uh, Captain Marvel and Allison Brie, uh, or not um, Allison Brie. No. Yeah, I just blanked on her name too. Um, uh, I've been watching Community. <laughs> um, oh, God. Of Brie course. Larson. Uh, Brie, Larson, Brie Larson. Thank you. Who was also in Community. I'm watching these late, later episodes <laughs> of Community. You know, like, what is she doing here? Um, I never watched the last. Uh, the last two seasons and so i'm actually yeah i didn't this right now um but anyway i'm 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 mildly hyped on that i think um brie larson is a good enough actress i don't think there's anything particularly wrong with the characterization of captain marvel uh so far within the mcu i know a lot of people are just down on her uh for some reason right. but um, well that one it's the three the interplay of all three right. marvels is i think is what is capturing my attention and the Jeff W. staple of using a Beastie Boys song in the trailer of the Marvels got me. I said, "This is going to be a good. Jeff. This is going to no, be a good man. movie." No sleep till like the Beastie Jeff. Boys. Stop using fucking <laughs> the main songs, people. Yeah. Come on, let's change up here a little bit. And, Squeeze, and Jeff. All these people are milk toast Marvel. Fucking. That's why all this Marvel <laughs> stuff sucks. Is it's all milk toast? Give me some like different shit. Give me a unique voice in here creating these things, and then I'll. Well, they're not, not using the Aquabats, on Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> They're not getting no weird owl on that. Uh, I would argue, 
I would argue that She-Hulk was that, and people just took a dump on it. Like, ah, there's a woman. We don't want to no. see this. She-Hulk was great. All the, in my know, opinion. I loved She-Hulk. I thought that was a great show. Um, so for the Marvels, presumably you need to have watched, uh, presumably, anyway, you need to have watched Secret Invasion, uh, the Marvel, or excuse me, Ms. Marvel, the, the TV series, uh, WandaVision, and... Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. I feel like there's one more, but I might be wrong on that. <laughs> um, so it's circling back to what Trent was saying before all this required viewing uh, for the diehards, but can it appeal to a, you know somebody who has a very um, loose understanding of the MCU? Like my mom's not going to go see the Marvels and, and really enjoy it, I don't think. But I'm looking forward to it. Um, hopefully it's good and that we've got Again, the rest of the MCU to look forward to. We were supposed to get Ironheart this year and Agatha Coven of Chaos as well, but who knows what's going on with uh, with those shows. Um, so we'll see. That's what. But, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, the biggest thing, uh, issue right now is like these strikes. We don't know what's, you know, Dune 2 just got pushed back. And I was really looking forward to seeing that this year. Now that's got another, you know, everything is getting pushed because the studios are like, oh, wait, we're not going to have any content. So we got to push the stuff that's already ready. We got to push that to next year. So that's the biggest what if right now is like, what is actually going to come out while these, um, you know, during this period of nothing being created. Right. So we've got that to look forward to. I feel like from the MCU from the start to the end of phase three, Virtually every single movie was getting better than the last one. It was just uphill, uphill, uphill. And now, while I don't think anything's inherently bad or terrible with season four and beyond, to me it feels like it's just been the same. They they haven't been getting better. They've just been equally good, uh, which is not great, but it's not bad. So hopefully we can get back on that uphill climb yeah. with the MCU. Yeah. I'm opti- I'm optimistic. Um, but I think that's going to do it, boys, for the state of the MCU. Appreciate your time here. Thanks for uh, inviting us on to the Vactorverse. And don't forget to check out the Sandbox Gamers, where we're talking everything and everything video game news and the games we've been playing and everything in between. Uh, think, of, think of us as the extended universe of <laughs> the Vactorverse. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. You know, we're, we're all on YouTube. We're all on TikTok, Instagram, all the places. I don't have to tell you about Vactorverse because this is a main Vactorverse episode. So do do what you need to do. And uh, last but not least, everybody, oh, I like to end every episode of the Sandbox Gamers. GG. GG, everybody. GG.